Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Brent Sprint, top dog, back at it again on the High School Football Podcast. Uh, again, I got another crazy weekend where I'm flying to another SEC town to watch Tennessee play uh, Georgia this weekend. So a little bit of a different landscape for us this week in terms of uh, where we're recording, but we're getting ready for playoff football here in San Diego. Uh, we're going to take it through all the divisions, kind of do a fo- high school football playoff preview, starting with D5 and working our way up to the open division. Uh, Chris, just real quick, anything that stood out to you in terms of seedings, where things went right, where things went wrong, your initial reaction to the brackets that got posted in any division? I don't see how Lincoln and Madison play each other again in the first round. I, uh, I think that's kind of a misnomer. I think they, they messed that one up. Um, I don't see how Carlsbad got the top seed. I think that Lincoln played a harder schedule and they should have got the top seed. Um, I would have liked to have seen uh, Carlsbad versus Madison and Lincoln versus Poway. And that's what you would have got with the Cal Preps ratings um, because uh, Lincoln had the number one Cal Preps rated team, 51.1 on the rating, Carlsbad 49.9. Then you would have saw the matchup of Lincoln versus Poway and Carlsbad versus Madison. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, each division. That was the only thing that stood out to me too. Um, you know, I, I think the, uh, they ended up getting the open division, right. Uh, but getting those four teams in there, uh, I think Powell is deserving for their, you know, undefeated record, but I don't think, uh, I'm not really buying into them beating Carlsbad, um, coming into, uh, this week, but we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. Let's talk about, uh, division five. We'll work our way up. Uh, number one seed in division five is, um, I think it's, is it Crawford? Did Crawford get the number one seed? I believe they did, yeah. I think they did. Uh, number two seed, Escondido Charter. Three seed, Classical Academy. And four seed, Army Navy. Other teams that make the bracket. Southwest will play at Castle Park on Friday. Hoover at Mar Vista. Uh, Mountain Empire will play Vincent Memorial at Southwest El Centro. And Claremont will play at El Cajon Valley. Um, I think Crawford and Escondido Charger, the one, uh, Charter, the one and two, are the favorites to uh, win this tournament. But what sticks out to you in D5? No, I mean, I think I think you you hit the nail right on the head right there. I think that, you know, Crawford has had a great year. And I think they deserve to be the top seed there. Escondido Charter, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I haven't seen enough of them to really uh, determine whether or not they should be the two seed or not. So, kind of a toss up for me. Escondido Charter, eight and two on the season. Cal Preps actually had them the best team in Division Five. Uh, they had the big win against La Jolla Country Day, is their marquee win. Uh, losses to Bishops and Santa Fe Christian, both teams that are not in D5, a little bit higher. Um, so, resume wise, 
Escondido Chargers got a pretty good resume, and they're on a nice little collision course there in the championship uh, should that go through. Um, Southwest at Castle Park. Castle Park is favored 35-19 in that game. I like Castle Park. Um, do you differ on that one? Nope, I like Castle Park as well. Uh, Hoover at Mar Vista. Uh, unfortunately, Chris, you don't get the home game there for you uh, to get your pipes out there on a Friday night, but uh, hopefully Hoover can bring it home uh, for you guys. They got Mar Vista winning 48-21. How do you see this one playing out? You know, they've had a great year over at Hoover and they made the playoffs, but I do think Mar Vista is a little too strong. I'm going to take Mar Vista in that game. Uh, the other play in games, Mountain Empire will play Vincent Memorial out at Southwest El Centro. Uh, Vincent Memorial is able to, should be able to cruise to that game. I think you're in agreement with that one. And then Claremont at El Cajon Valley. El Cajon Valley expected to win 35 to 8. I think it's pretty much going to be chalk in the first round there. I agree. I don't see any updates this round. Any uh, updates th- anyway. Who's one of the teams that you think might be able to surprise some people in Division Five, not named Crawford or Escondido Charter? That's a hard question. Uh, Vincent Memorial, I think, is going to surprise some teams. Vincent Memorial's had a pretty good year. They were just on the outside looking in when it came to a buy. My other pick is Army Navy. They've had a tremendous season so far this year. Uh, shout out to Nehemiah Brunson and uh, the head at uh, the head coach at Army Navy. Um, you know they they might be able to uh, give Crawford a game, and that might be a fun semifinal game on Friday, uh, November eighteenth, if uh, number one goes to number four. Uh, anything else with D five there, Chris? Nope. Let's me. move on to Division four as we take a look at the Division four bracket. Uh, moving forward here. And with Division Four, number one seed, uh, Fallbrook getting the number one. Uh, La Jolla Country Day got the two. Three would be Coronado, and the four is Montgomery. Fallbrook, a tremendous season for everything that they've been able to uh, go through over the last couple of years to get the number one seed in Division Four. I think is remarkable. Um, you know, great year for Fallbrook. Very deserving of the number one seed. I think La Jolla Country Day has got a pretty good chance in Division Four as well. Obviously, they're the number two seed, but they got a lot of size for a small school. Um, those are kind of the two teams that stick out to me. Obviously, going with chalk, it's very easy to do, but I like those two teams uh, here in Division Four. You know, this is where I'm going to differ with you. Um, I actually like Coronado. I saw Coronado earlier this year, and they've got a pretty good quarterback, a passing game out there. Um, they got a pretty good running game, and they got some size. I think they could go deeper into the playoffs than many people expect, and they might get an upset. Coronado, um, you know, getting a first round bye. You know, they had that big win against Montgomery, which definitely helped them out in the Cal Preps rankings. Um, I think Montgomery is a pretty good, good team. And uh, the other thing too, I think a very interesting that's going to be a sleeper is Palo Verde Valley. Uh, according to Cal Preps, Palo Verde Valley is the best, second best team in Division Four according to their rating system. Um, and if we went back to that system, they would have the number two seed. So they might be a surprise team uh, in the division four playoffs. If they could go on a run now, if they win their first game, which they're expected to do is they host Mount Miguel, which is a hell of a drive for a playoff game, spring Valley to Blythe. Uh, then Palo Verde Valley would have to drive all the way out to La Jolla to take on La Jolla country day. And that might be a pretty good uh, matchup there. I could see them being the, the dark horse in Division Four, any other surprises you might see in Division Four, Chris? No, that's pretty much it. I think the only thing you said, I think the only other team there that, you know, is going to have a deeper run is Coronado. I like Mission Bay in this bracket as well. I think a Mission Bay Montgomery matchup in round two looks very interesting. Um, I think Fallbrook would be able to handle Francis Parker and Hilltop. 
uh, and then moving down down along. I'd like to see what Chula Vista does after winning their first league championship uh, in a very long time. Uh, shout out to uh, Howard Bannister and the Chula Vista Spartans for winning a league down there in the South Bay. And, you know, they're in a position here if they could beat Calexico uh, to, to challenge Coronado there in the second round. That's going to be a good game. That's uh, kind of our preview for D4. Again, kind of going with chalk down the stretch. Let's get to D3, which I think is a very intriguing uh, division. I think you got a lot of teams in D3 that had really good seasons. I think there's a lot of sleepers in Division 3 as well. And it's headlined by their top two teams in the division uh, in University City, who ended up beating Point Loma in the year, who got the two seed. Uh, those two teams are outstanding. You can't you know, knock Division uh, three, three seed in Del Norte, who had a really good year uh, and played a lot of teams that were higher divisions, higher divisions than them uh, in league. Bishop's always one of the better teams. And you got a team like Rancho Buena Vista, too, Chris, that uh, is really reeling right now, but got themselves off to a five and oh start. And you can't forget about Ron Berner's El Cap Vaqueros. Uh, they win the uh, Grossmont uh, Valley League and get ready to take on Morse, which is going to be a good game. In round one, I, I really think Division Three might have a lot of great games uh, throughout the postseason. I do too, but uh, you mentioned the the sleeper of this one for me is Del Norte. Uh, they've been on a run and they beat some some pretty good teams and they hung in there with Poway till late. Um, I think they're they're under undervalued in this bracket, so I, I think Del Norte is going to go deeper a, into the playoffs. I think the Del Norte Point Loma collision course in the semifinals with a trip to uh, the, the CIF championship game is going to be pretty good. Um, you know, obviously, a University City Point Loma rematch would be good um, in the Division Three final. I really like, um, you know, El Cap Morse in the first round, I think is going to be a pretty good game uh, out in East County at El Cap. West Hills at San Pasquale is going to be a good game on Friday night as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, Santana RBV, I think, is a very evenly matched game. And if you look at the Cal Press predictions, a lot of the scores are going to be really close. D3 might be the most competitive division in the postseason this year. You know, the only one that, that concerns me, obviously, I'm, a, I'm an LCAP fan. I'm a high school football fan. But Morris presents some, some interesting problems uh, with that running game and, and the passing game. And I don't know that LCAP has enough horses in the in the barn to be able to keep up with those guys see if they put the hay in the barn like they do on the ravens broadcast uh division two and uh, we could probably spend a little bit more time on division two uh granite hills got the number one seed and i think they deserve the number one seed and are clearly the favorite to win division two uh number two seed is central uh the three seed is ramona and the four seed is christian all four teams uh, doing uh, very well this season. Mira Mesa ends up not getting a first round bye. They end up, uh, you know, getting the five seed and they'll host Otay Ranch on Friday. Um, I could see a case where Mira Mesa deserves to be in the top four, but, uh, you know, losing to Christian ended up uh, being the biggest, uh, you know, bugaboo, if you will, uh, for Mira Mesa this season in terms of seeding. 100% agree. Um, that loss was huge. Um, that that goes flip flop if uh, Mira Mesa wins that game. Um, the interesting one there for me, you know, I'm not sure about Central. You know, sometimes they've been a little inconsistent, so I don't know if they really – I mean, obviously their record says they should be a two-seed, but I don't know if they're built for the playoff run. The only thing that's working out for Central, and we've talked about this on our podcast a lot throughout the years, is getting the two-seed means they will play only home games until the championship where they weren't going to have anybody drive out to Imperial County anyway. Um, which might be a factor. I mean, there's a lot of times where, 
our San Diego teams go out to the desert and have a bad time. You know, think about Mount Carmel. If they were able to beat Brawley in the first round, they'd have to go back to back trips out to the, um, you know, the uh, Imperial County, um, you know, to take on Central the next week. Uh, and then if Ramona matches up with Central, they're going to have to drive out to uh, to Central again as well. I think that is a little bit of an advantage for Central. But, you know, you're right. I don't think, you know, we'll see what happens in terms of their playoff runs. They've put together a couple good ones over the last couple of years. But, um, you know, that that might be an upset special waiting to happen, especially if Brawley plays him in the second round, because Brawley, a team that knows Central out there in El Centro and doesn't have to worry about the travel, that might be an upset special in round two. Agreed. Uh, Valley Center at San Marcos should be an intriguing game in the first round. We'll see how Mount Carmel does on the trip out to Brawley. Otay Ranch at Mira Mesa. I would imagine Mira Mesa should be able to run away with that. And then Santa Fe Christian at La Jolla uh, should be a good one as well. Setting up for some pretty good round two matchups. But to me, aside from Mira Mesa, I got a lot of the first round by teams probably advancing to the semifinals. I would agree. Uh, especially the only one the question. Hills. The only one a question for me is Central, like I said. Um, I think I, th- I think Granite Hills has put together a really good season beating Helix at the end of the year. I think it's going to be tough for any of those teams to beat Granite Hills, but I'd love to see a Granite Hills Mirror Mesa matchup in the semifinals, Chris. That would be pretty cool. That'd I wouldn't mind cool. seeing a, a Granite Hills Mount Carmel matchup either. In the finals? Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Um, but I I I like uh, I like Division 2 a lot in in San Diego. I don't think it's as competitive as D3. Uh, but I like division. Uh, I don't think the teams are as evenly matched in D two as they are in D three. I agree with you. There's more Moving parity on. in D three. Moving on to Division one, uh, Mission Hills gets the number one seed uh, in D one, and a couple of things with the seeding that we've uh, found out is most of the teams that were out of state or out of county teams ended up getting a D one um, designation, which I thought was very odd by CIF to do that just because some of the teams that are playing are not equal um, moving forward for some of these non non-conference. So we could talk about that during the off season of, of what the C, uh, what CIF should do, what a lot of coaches are talking about. Um, I know I, uh, I threw out what the divisions would be based on enrollment. A lot of coaches enjoyed that. I, I don't really think it would be, I think it'd be a step in the wrong direction. If we go back to the enrollment numbers, I don't know what your opinion is on that. Um, but I, I just think there'd be too many, uh, one-sided affairs if you went back to seeding playoffs based on enrollment. Well, I 100% agree with that assessment. I mean, you know, when you've got – is it fair to put a all-boys school in the same division as a, as a boys and girls school? No. I mean, when you, when you talk about these, these size differentials between the two all different programs, um, the little guys don't get a chance to go out there and play for, you know, an open division championship. You know, it would hurt someone like a modern day or even a St. Augustine that don't have necessarily the numbers to drive being in those bigger, you know, those bigger conversations. And I think it pushes us back to, in all honesty, um, playing for participation trophies instead of playing the best teams that are out there. I agree with that, too. And the other thing is like it gives we talked about it before. I mean, you know, San Diego High is a school that is one of the biggest schools in San Diego, yet they don't have the same numbers in terms of football. And they're playing with like 20 you know, 25 kids. We had Charles James on, um, you know, and if, if, if they go on enrollment, I mean, San Diego highs has no chance at winning a D one championship um, based on some of the competition they'd have to go against. Um, and then you go down the list of some of the, the, some of the schools. I mean, every division would have one dominant team um, like D like Madison would be a D four school. I mean, they definitely play higher than 
what their enrollment is. I mean, their enrollment's under 900, 900 kids. Uh, so it's remarkable that they play at the level that they play at. But, you know, Madison would win D4 every year. Uh, the battle for D3 would be, you know, basically Cathedral, La Costa Canyon, and, and a school like Modern Day. And then in D2, it's, it's pretty much, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but that used to be the Helix show. Um, and then in D1, it'd be Carlsbad. And I know Helix is now a D1 school in terms of enrollment, but I'd like to see all those teams play each other in the playoffs instead of all winning individual championships and not seeing those teams match up. 100% agree. I mean, and here's the other part you think about. When we switch to enrollment and you put these maybe not so talented teams or even have teams that have low numbers, you push them into a state playoff system, you know, we really don't have a chance to win a state championship or any level here in San Diego. I agree with that as well. Um, and there's a lot of things that we could talk about during the off season or in the next couple of weeks with when it comes to seating and everything. Uh, let's talk about D1. Mission Hills gets the one, Cathedral the two, Modern Day the three, Helix the four. It sets up for a potential Modern Day Cathedral rematch in the semifinals. Uh, Mission Hills Helix in the semis, if we go by chalk, would be good. But a lot of great first-round games as well. Uh, St. Augustine at Eastlake, I think, is a very um, comparable matchup. I think that will be a good one in the first round. Um, I really don't think Scripps Ranch has a chance against El Camino. El Camino's got a lot of size. El Camino might be the... Uh, uh, the biggest dark horse of them all in Division One because of their the size of their line and their ability to play at a high level. Uh, Steel Canyon at La Costa Canyon, um, you know, Steel Canyon had a really tough year, so I think LCC should be able to roll with that one. And then a rematch of Ranch Bernardo and Tory Pines, a matchup that Tory dominated thirty-five to nothing. Uh, aside from Saint Augustine Eastlake, a lot of the first-round games um, are expected to be blowouts, according to CalPreps.com. Do you disagree with any with that statement? No, I think they had it right. I mean, the only game I think will be close, and I'm not even sure the Eastlake game is going to be close. I mean, Saints is on a roll right now. They've been playing some good football. Their guys have pretty much got an entire season under the belt now, and they're starting to gel at the right time. Eastlake's heading in the wrong direction. So I, I don't know that that game is going to be close. I and think Santa, they all four might be blowout. St. Augustine's kind of going with the route of getting better as the year goes on with your freshmen and the maturity and and growing as players at the varsity level uh, for freshmen, almost like, you know, I'm not comparing them to, um, you know, head to head, like they're just like Kentucky basketball, but it's kind of the same mindset where Kentucky gets better each and every year down the stretch because their players are developing and growing um, throughout the season where Saints has a lot of freshmen that are getting better as the year goes on compared to what Eastlake is doing right now. Absolutely agree with that assessment. Um, so, you know, looking at the quarterfinal matchups, I, I really think El Camino Helix is going to be a, a good football game. Um, La Costa Canyon versus Modern Day might be pretty decent um, in the second round. Uh, Torrey Pines Cathedral matchup in the second round. Always, That's a, always good one. a good game. That's always going to be a fun one. And you got two wing T teams going at it just down the street from each other. Um, so that one should be fun. And then Mission Hills potentially playing uh, St. Augustine would be good as well. And you start looking down the list and, you know, D1 always has really good games. You got a lot of powerhouse programs that are either in a down year or a lot of teams that, uh, you know, putting together some good seasons. Uh, D1 is always one of the fun uh, divisions to watch. I, I like El Camino as, as kind of the dark horse to reach the semifinals in uh, Division One. I. I don't know about you. No, I'm going to take, uh, take Modern Day. Modern Day is a, uh, coming in as a three seed. I can yeah. see modern day. I can see modern day making it all the way to the CIF championship after starting the season, um, zero and four and ripping off six in a row. I mean, they're okay. obviously playing good ball right now, and um, I you think know, it'd be the good game, matchup. Yeah, the game 
the rematch, I guess, from last year would be the uh, modern day versus Helix. Yeah, and I've seen I'd that like get picked that as well. Um, but I, I think any of the top four going against each other in the D1 championship would uh, would be outstanding to watch. And the other thing I heard, like rumor has it, and we'll see what happens because it was a down year in San Diego that they might pair the D1 champion against the Open champion in the SoCal State Regionals. You mean like I would, they did last year? They did that last year for D1 and D3, right? When they had Modern Day, Skip, Scripps Ranch, and then play Helix. The downside of that is we are Which just I still el- don't understand. We're just eliminating another San Diego team for potentially winning a state championship as we have to play ourselves, which kind of stinks. I think once you make it past CIF, um, you know, you should be able to play a different school that you don't usually see. And let's let's see what sections stack up well against others. Um, but I mean, last year, think about it. They 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 thought Modern Day as the D3 champion was better than Script Ranch and passed them in the uh, SoCal regionals and modern day ended up winning a, a higher division championship than them at the state level. Yeah. I, I still don't agree with, with, with that call, but like, wouldn't it be an, it'd be unfortunate. I mean, it'd be cool if you're the D one school and if you win division one, you get a shot at the open champion, but it would be such a disservice to the open champion, whether it's Carlsbad or Lincoln or Madison, or even if Poway, um, you know, shocks the world to have to go and play, a Mission Hills in the regional or a Helix or a modern day or cathedral. Um, and I, I think that would be a disservice to San Diego and kind of a slap in the face. I absolutely agree with that. But, you know, let's be honest. The state CIF doesn't have the same respect for San Diego football as they did with other uh, sections. And remember, the section commissioners are the ones that make the matchups to find the best matchup. So, you know, maybe in their eyes, they think a Lincoln Cathedral rematch would be a better matchup or a Carlsbad Mission Hills rematch or a Madison Helix scrimmage rematch would be a better matchup than pairing them with some of the other uh, teams throughout Southern California. Let's talk about the open division. We, we kind of threw out our discrepancies already when it comes to Lincoln and Madison having to play each other again back to back. I think a lot of people are in agreement. The Cal preps system in that sense would have been better. I'm just seeing to mix it up. I mean, let Carlsbad and Madison go at it. Um, in the two, three and Lincoln and Poway play each other in the one, four, just so you didn't have the same game back to back weeks, I think would have been a better move for, uh, for San Diego and for CIF, but that's the matchup you got. You got the rematch of Lincoln and Madison and Carlsbad is going to play Poway up in the North County. That game will be on a Thursday, uh, going into the veterans, um, veterans day holiday. They moved that game up. Uh, let's real quick. You went to the Lincoln Madison game last week. Uh, what did you see out of that game? Do you think there will be a different outcome this time? No, I don't think there's going to be a different outcome. Um, I went in there expecting uh, Madison's offense to be a little bit more dynamic. Um, I was really disappointed in some of the play calling uh, on offense uh, for Madison. Um, Jay Jackson had four targets in the game. I definitely would have went to him a lot more uh, in that game. And then there was a specific call where uh, they were at fourth and six. Madison was at fourth and six. And late in the game, they were down by seven. And they got an offsides penalty or a false start penalty. And it moved to fourth and 11. And they went for it. And it wasn't even close. Uh, they didn't, they were short. I think it was even an incomplete pass. Um, I would have punted in that situation and, and gave my defense a chance to pin Lincoln down. As it turns out, the next uh, drive, Lincoln goes down, scores, makes it 21. Uh, seven at that point, the game was pretty much out of reach. Um, on Lincoln, on the other hand, you know, I, I did talk to Jason Carter after the game. He gave me a ration of uh, <clears throat> for picking against him. 
<laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, that's what I do, and I, I give my honest, fair opinion. I thought Madison's defense played outstanding, uh, holding um, Lincoln to 21 points. It did look like uh, Rod was beat up a little bit. Uh, I didn't see the jump cuts and the burst of speed that I'm used to seeing from Rod. Um, that was interesting. And uh, I think that the defense for Madison – causes the offense for Lincoln to have problems. But you cannot overcome that when, you know, your offense doesn't put you in a position to win a game. Um, the only score that Madison had was on a uh, interception. It was returned to the two-yard line, and they managed to punch it in from the two. Um, but even then, it took them at least, what, three attempts to get in the end zone. So I'm concerned about um, the offense – uh, for for, for um, Madison, and I'll be honest, uh, I got to see the USC commit from uh, Lincoln, and that kid is an absolute freak. Um, I see why USA, USC picked him up and took him. Um, I just think there's too many athletes on the defense. I think the defense for Lincoln um, is going to win this game for him. Uh, Jefferson, is it Johnson, the quarterback? Really, really inaccurate last week on the uh, the deep ball. Um, and I didn't see him throwing anything over the middle. So I think it raised more questions about Madison's offense and solidified that Lincoln's defense is legit. So I, I see this game getting even more lopsided. Um, if Rod gets back healthy 100%, uh, this could be a blowout. I got Lincoln in this game too. I think they uh, they repeat and, and beat Madison again. Obviously, that game is not going to be until next week. Carlsbad versus Poway. Poway, a big underdog in this one. Obviously, really remarkable season for the Poway Titans. Um, you know, Connor Rath is going to have to be the uh, the answer for Poway if they want to hang with Carlsbad. But um, you know, is there any way that Carl or that uh, Poway can uh, go up to the North County even further and, and beat Carlsbad on next Friday? Yeah, I don't see that happening. I, I mean, they've got too many weapons on both offense and defense uh, for Carlsbad, and you got a five-star quarterback. By the way, does anybody know where he just committed to? I do. Where did he commit to? He committed to the University of Alabama. That's what I thought, what I call it. I said Alabama, second choice is going to be LSU. Those are my first top two. Well, congratulations to Julian on the commitment. That's huge. Um, to have a standing quarterback going to be go headed out to Alabama. I suspect he'll redshirt his, fresh, his freshman year, learn the system, and then come in as a sophomore. Um, but congratulations for the young man, first of all. But, yeah, you got an Alabama commit, and you got Zach Marshall out there. You got you got too many dudes, and I just don't see how Poway's – the only chance they have is to, you know, control the clock and keep Poway – or keep uh, Carlsbad's offense on the sidelines. Otherwise, it's going to be a blowout, too. Poway's best win of the year was against Granite Hills. They beat them 31-19, but that was the first week of the season. They beat a Torrey Pines team 35-7, to a team that Carlsbad um, ended up beating. Uh, if I can get the uh, – trying to find the score here on the sheet. Carlsbad, um, I think they beat them soundly, uh, Torrey Pines. I can't see it on their sheet. Anyway, um, well, because I was looking at Lincoln. They beat uh, – Carlsbad beat Torrey Pines 42-7. to um, not that that really matters in comparison with Poway. Um, and then, you know, you go down the list, you know, Carlsbad beat a top team in, in Liberty 27 to nothing. Uh, they go undefeated in the uh, Avocado League play, something I don't think Poway would be able to do. Remarkable season for Poway. I think it, uh, it ends next Saturday, but or next uh, Thursday, but we'll see what happens. You never know in high school football. 
Uh, anything else, Chris, before we uh, wrap it up and uh, get ready for a uh, high school football playoffs on Friday? Who are you going to vote for your silver pigskin winner? Um, I didn't see all the finalists, but I really think it's a runaway. I really think Roger Robinson wins it soundly. That's who I'd vote that. for. I think who's he's your, the best player. Who's your defensive player of the year? Uh, I don't know who's on the list. I don't know um, the list. Let's talk about this next week. We'll dive into okay. it more next week. That's fair. We'll do that the first week of the postseason kind of uh, recap, and then we'll talk about uh, the quarterfinals as we get you ready for uh, CIF championship uh, time. It'll be here fa- sooner than you think, Chris. We'll, talk, we'll be talking well, about state me, championship teams soon. Let me let me ask you this before we go. All right. If Julian throws for 400 yards, does it take your vote away from Roderick Robinson? You talking about Julian saying? Yeah. No. Rod's it, huh? Rod's it. There's nothing that Julian could do at this point to surpass that. I think Roger Robinson is the best player in the county, and he deserves the uh, the top the top spot. Uh, you might be right. You gonna go to the gala? I don't know. Where's my invite? Gotta get an gotta invite talk, first. Gotta, hey, I, listen, I didn't even get an invite. The guy calls me every other day. <laughs> I don't know if they sent the invites out yet. If I get an invite, I'll probably go. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, one shout out. Um, I got to see one of my favorite players of all time uh, Friday night at the Lincoln game. Um, he's back in town. That's none other than the man who named me top dog, Scotty Young. Scotty Young's back. I did see that. So Scotty is back. Scotty was on uh, uh, the podcast with uh, Bert and Paul on, uh, I believe it was Monday. Um, Scotty is going to be starting a seven-on-seven program here in San Diego called Heisman City. And really proud of the young man. He ended up getting his degree from West Virginia. Um, he talked to – if you didn't see the interview for uh, – the podcast uh, with him. Check it out on YouTube under KUSI. Um, great interview. A very articulate young man. His struggle was real. Um, you know, leaving one program, D1 program in the Pac-12 to go play back east. Um, he talks about his experience with going to Morgantown, which is Been there. S- smaller than the size of La Mesa. And, it's an interesting town, man. Morgantown. And, uh, you know, he talks about riding his bike in the snow. <laughs> so it's a great interview if you haven't checked it out and any players or parents looking to play in a, a seven on seven program this year that isn't Makasi or isn't dream chasers i'd say uh, give heisman city a look uh, and uh another uh san diego kid giving back to his community and trying to help out the youth which we love to see so for top dog i'm brain sprint thanks again for tuning in to the high school football podcast we'll be back in studio hopefully next week on uh, Tuesday as we get you ready for uh, the second week of high school football playoffs. Everybody enjoy the playoff run uh, and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.